Good morning. Um, there's a terrible storm outside. I don't have a studio, so there's wind and rain, and the, and, uh, the wind is blowing the door. So if there's background noises, I beg your forgiveness. Uh, c'est la vie. It's exciting. The day is dramatic in its storminess. Um, this morning, I want to talk about what I'm calling the liberation of conscience. Uh, the inspiration came to me from something I was reading this morning, and I'll just read it to start. It says, Within every person, there is a most precious and lifelong teacher. That teacher, however, has been mistreated, trampled upon, and abused. That teacher is the human conscience. Your conscience always speaks out for your own benefit, trying to connect you to true love. Like a parent, your conscience urges you to be good, unselfish, and guides you to goodness. But within each person, there is also a rebel that always goes against the conscience. So that's the, uh, that's the reading. That's what I read, and that's what inspired me to offer these uh, brief thoughts that I'm calling uh, uh, their meditations on the liberation of conscience. So it's, it's recommended in this passage, and, and also I think, I think all of us, at least me for sure, but I think all of us, immediately recognize this reference to um, a, a rebel within us, within each person. There is a rebel that always goes against the conscience. This is what makes the labor of the conscience so, such a, a, a tiring and incessant, an incessant labor to constantly remind us not to go against the ideals of goodness, unselfish behavior, and rather we are always being driven toward um, behavior that is either personally bad for our own self, physical indulgences, addictions, um, yeah, mostly, mostly indulgences and addictions that are just, that are just uh, we hate them about ourselves, we're constantly driven toward them, and the conscience constantly tries desperately to um, constantly tries desperately to um, prevent us or, or help us or, or block those impulses. Uh, so that rebel within us is, is an opponent of that which is for us. Um, so what I want, what I want to uh, ponder for a moment is imagine Imagine the imagine the if the conscience were not opposed. Imagine if the basic structure of my nature was always in concert with what the what the conscience preferred or advised, or that I didn't tend to rebel against the conscience, but rather tended to uh, behave in uh, compliance or or in accord with these high ideals 
of goodness, of self-discipline, of non-indulgence, of not exploiting others, not taking advantage of others for my own pleasures, not being lazy or slovenly or any of the uh, great sins, you know. Um, what if what if those just weren't there, and and the conscience was never opposed? So in other words, this great and loving teacher that acts like a parent that's always trying to speak up for my benefit and my good and trying to lead me to the types of behavior which make me more lovable and more loving, uh, what would life be like then? And what, what would be the role of the conscience under such circumstances? Because the conscience, acting like a parent, is constantly working to guide us toward our best self, our highest self, our best behavior, uh, behavior that is kind and good and loving and caring, as opposed to behavior that is self-indulgent, undisciplined, exploitive, oppressive, tyrannical, uh, greedy. It's trying to bring about behaviors that, that during which times we naturally feel wonderful about ourselves and others feel wonderful about us too. What if that rebel, that within each person there's also a rebel that goes against the conscience, what if that finally subsided? What if that rebel was finally quelled or subdued or, or converted to be a nice guy? The rebel finally said, that's not very pleasant of me to constantly assail and oppose and undermine the work of a loving parental type voice from within what would be what would be what would the conscience be like were it not opposed so so if it's a teacher imagine a teacher that had that had just bright people in his or her class just people that just just lapped up what they learn what they know so that the teacher could could just pour out everything they know with no opposition, with nobody shooting spitballs in the back or passing notes or coming in with homework undone or kind of slouching, but a, a class full of people that were highly attentive that wanted to gain every bit of the teacher's wisdom and knowledge and background and research or a leader. Imagine a leader of a group who's trying to move a group towards some desired end to maybe lead a group to a land of safety or to a place of wealth and prosperity. And if this leader had nothing but supportive members of that community. So if we could envision living a life in which that rebel that opposes the conscience were not constantly at work, it could compare to a teacher that met the dream student. And then that synapse would create an explosion of knowledge, the, the teacher's wisdom would pour out, the, the student's uh, learning would, would grow, would, would gain everything the teacher knew and surpass everything the teacher knew. It would be a next generation of new knowledge, of new advances, of new learning, of new teaching, a harmonious flow between that which would lead us to good, whether a teacher or a leader or a parent rather than a fractious, opposed, rebellious, obstinate uh, stance before such a teacher. So if, if we could start to, by systematic 
systematic regimen of life oriented toward quelling or subduing that rebel within and stop, as, as it read, reads here, stop mistreating, trampling upon and abusing this kind and loving uh, voice within the, the conscience and start to live in concert with the, with the conscience as a good student, as wanting to learn what does the conscience really have to teach? It's obviously connected to infinite good. That's why its voice is constantly trying to correct us or protect us or prevent us from those self-destructive and other people-destructive ways. It's obviously connected to an infinite source of something which makes it willing to correct and teach and prod and gently try again and again and again, not even not even giving up in the face of this constant rebellious uh, stance or posture in front of its efforts. So if we removed that rebellious part and lived harmoniously and synchronously with the conscience, it would be liberated or free to teach what it's really connected to, to teach all that it knows, to just pour out all the elements of goodness and love and proper behavior and we would be we would be soaring as 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 the next the next genius for the next generation of goodness so that's my few thoughts um based on stumbling across this notion of there's something within us that is all good all knowing constantly trying to organize us and and it's it's burdened with or belabored with this tiring and and diminishing role of just being a of just being a a an, a nag but if we on the other hand began to seek the capacity to be a good student or or interested or listening or non-rebellious what what would be the beginning of our of what the conscience could reveal or could teach it's boundless it's genuinely exciting enough to ponder taking a path of life that that would remove that rebellion and start to let the conscience teach what it really knows rather than this constant small little corrective thing that is improper to its status and its uh, the expanse of its knowledge and wisdom. Thanks a lot for listening. I'll talk to you all soon.